Welcome to No Star Power Episode 3. It's your host, Ben Bale. How's it going this week, everybody? I told you I'd do it again. It's uh, every goddamn Tuesday. And is this really loud? You let me know in the comments. You let me know in the comments if this is way too loud. I'm going to turn it down a bit so I can maybe yell some stuff. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, let's go. Hey. Hey. My my starlets. Uh, my um, my power bunch. How goes it? Mm-hmm. Yup. It's just me and my room. I'm sitting on the corner of my bed. That's all I've got going right now for me. Um, I've been doing this all day. Once again, another rough day, you guys. Another rough day. Just kidding. It's been well. It's been tiring. You know. I've got my day off, been working like a dog at the restaurant, and uh, it's been good. Lots of great people at the restaurant, really fun environment, very wholesome, you know, got to pinch myself and live in the, in the moment, because it's, like it's like a cute little TV show or something going on there with all the, with all the staff, everybody's all happy and poppy and bubbly, fun, having a good time, fun. And, uh, yeah, it's really fun, you know, and I'm, uh, I'm on my day off and I have another double to work tomorrow and that's where my life's at right now. And that's just where I'm at right now. And that's all that's going on right now. And that's fine. You know? Okay. I have this new concept I've been pitching around. That's also kind of going on, but that can go on for fucking years. As you know, from hearing stories about that Dallas buyers club and stuff like that, where scripts sit on the bottom of a pile for fucking 10 years before they get made. That's okay, and that's how it goes. More sips of mud cider. Mm. Mm-hmm. The smash. All the girls. Synchronized swimming is the stupidest thing I have ever witnessed in my life. We are currently in the phase of the Olympics where we are watching the dollar store bargain bin of events. I peeked around the corner and even, you know how I know this? It's because my mom doesn't give a fuck anymore. My mom is obsessed. I don't know if you guys have family members that are absolutely freaking effing obsessed with the Olympics. My mom is absolutely obsessed with the Olympics and she's not even watching. She's like doing dishes and stuff. And I'm like, why not? And I look over and there's these groups of people holding their people, doing faces like this, throwing her in. She just like does a flip, doesn't even land cool, like lands on her back in a ball and then she's like and then they go underwater and you can't see them for a while and then some legs pop up and then that girl's just turns out she's like doing a handstand with somebody like on people's shoulders who are like gasping for breath <gasps> coming out of the water you know why it sucks here's why it's here's why synchronized swimming sucks okay synchronized swimming sucks because the people who are the best at it are the only ones who are doing it Okay, and I'm probably wrong about that because there's an actual answer to that and that's not really an opinion. It's actually a thing and I bet there's tons of people competing. But that's what it feels like. It feels like, okay, it feels like nobody, it feels like the people, like who goes, oh, I'm going to do synchronized swimming for my whole entire life and become so good at it that I'm going to become an Olympic athlete. I feel like the people were definitely, it's definitely the case 
that the people that we're seeing in the Olympics are the only ones who went, I'm going to try and become a Olymp- and a not even Olympic, just I'm going to synchronize swim with my pals every Saturday. They're probably not even doing it all the time. They're probably just, you know, they just dove into the water in a line and then started lifting each other up. And it's so stupid. It's so stupid. And congratulations to all the people who won gold medal and bronze in that event. But it's stupid. And I bet you any money, those people would probably agree with me. I bet all of them are super chill people and super down to earth and probably just thinking, yeah, you know, I don't know. You ever meet somebody who's just into something very unusual, like water polo? And then they're just, they're always, they're always kind of, they're like, yeah, no, I don't know. Yeah, no, we just love it. Or like field hockey. It's like, yeah, I'm just really, just me and my friends just decided to start a group. Same thing with curling, except I fucking love curling, strangely. I know I'm not alone on that one. But curling's another one of those ones that probably just started with a, a handful of dudes. There's a meme with like, it's like the American team just looks like Bob, Rick, Greg, and Doug. And they're like winning, they have like the gold and they're like this. And in my mind, I'm just like, that's uh, that's why the reason why it feels like it's just a handful of dudes, it's because it's a handful of dudes. Selfishly. Yeah. Seriously, though. You know, 100-meter sprint, fastest person on the planet. 200-meter f- sprint, arguably, probably still fastest person on the planet who can actually go a bit farther than that. You know, decathlete, no question don't even fucking at me on that one that's like the most talented athlete in the world hands down impossible that one where you're in the fucking canoe taking a knee and you can see the boat going from like the sheer force of this person that's insanity and then you have the audacity to work in synchronized swimmers into that mix doing They're like, it's like, cut it out. I am happy to be the antagonist in the biopic made about the best synchronized swimmer in the world. Put me in it. Put me in that movie. Make a, make a, a fucking biopic about the best fucking synchronized swimming team in the world. And put me as like the the guy who's like, you'll never do it. Because here, I'll, put, I'll give you the clip right now. Give up. You're never going to do it. You're never going to do it. It's a stupid sport and you should quit now while you're ahead. Okay? That's all I have to say about that. Okay, now cut to the scene where she's like, turn, her mother comes in and goes, why are you watching this stuff, huh? Do you want to win the competition on Saturday or not? Mom, it's a qualifying round, okay? Who knows if we even make it to finals or or states after that. State? You're going to make it to the Olympics, honey. Okay? And your routine? Where you go like this and that and your legs come up out of the water? Nobody can do it like you do. And the way that you jump in and, and you dive in with the rest of the team following soon after you in the way where it kind of looks like maybe it's like a cool wave of otters jumping into the sea. 
I know that trick. I've been watching from the sidelines since you were a little girl. And you're going to make it. Okay, and don't listen to what Van Baal has to say. Okay, he's an asshole. Don't listen to this garbage. You are going to make it. And then cuts to me like at the end. I'm like in like some trial or something where I'm going, This is impossible. Who are you to do this to me? It's a freedom of speech. I get put into the put into the cop cars. The camera like just abandons me and it follows the main character. She kind of doesn't even pay attention because they're above it with the metal going. I'll be that person for synchronized swimming. Put me in that movie, bro. <laughs> God, I just flew fucking air and it sprayed in my face. Oh my God, dude. I couldn't wait to talk about that on this podcast. I just saw it yesterday and I was like, ooh. I went so dumb. Anyway, fuck. I made a movie today. Made a little short film. Uh, Speaking of biopic, directly encapsulating how I felt today. Very scatterbrained. Very uh, creatively stunted. But then, ironically, not so much so. Once I made a movie about being creatively stunted, fuck you being creatively stunted. I got you in a catch-22, bitch. Now I captured you. I captured your feel- that feeling into what? What was it? A creative product. So I'm sorry, creative inproductivity, unproductivity, but... I caught you in a catch-22 and made you nicest. Sorry. Now I've made a thing, and then I'm also making this. Great day. Good day off to have. Yeah, 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 yeah. little celebration. I'm excited about this podcast. I like doing this podcast. I enjoy sitting down, and I enjoy talking. And anybody who knows me really, really well knows that. Does it annoy the shit out of people? Yes. Does it annoy me when my mom does it because we're the same person? Yes, sometimes. Even though I'm the same person, so I, oh, I welcome it more, more so than others. Do I uh, almost autistically not even notice when I'm talking way too much and then eventually I only realize it after I stop talking and the other person's like... Yes. Do I give a fuck? No, because it's who I am. I used to hear that, uh, you know, I would hear that whole be yourself bit of advice that people spoon feed you. Be yourself. Okay. And I remember the first time when I decided that was, I thought it was bullshit, was when I realized you have to sometimes play like texting games and weird little Anything that meant me not saying everything I feel like saying at any time. I when people told me that that was kind of like a rule of the war of the universe that you should just you know give it a few days, see the text, don't answer it, and do that in for eternity until you've established a relationship on that basis where neither of you are being yourselves while you got to know each other. Bam. Then I was like, okay, well, if that's the way it works, then why are you telling me to be myself? 
Because if I were to be myself, I would send them a paragraph this big about the eggs I made for dinner when we met yesterday at a party. Okay, so which one is it, world? Be yourself or fucking play little games and hold back? Probably the second one. And maybe, yes, I am putting it into a light that sounds satirically more negative than it actually is, which is just think of other people and how they're feeling first. <laughs> Do I put it the way that I decide that I want it to conflict with uh, the more wholesome ideal of being yourself because I wish it wasn't the case? Yup. I do it all the time, do it all the time because I'm salty about having to not just include everyone in my extreme conversation energy. Do it anyway. I think a lot of people enjoy it. In fact, hopefully you're enjoying it because I yield a lot of that out by doing this. All right. And it makes me feel good and it's fun. So... That's why I do it, okay? I'm not trying to make it big. I'm past that. I realize that's too hard. Okay, and it's too hard on the person. Listen, real talk for a second here. If you're a creative and you're trying to make money off of what you're doing, relax. Take some deep breaths with me. And relax. Lower your expectations in this next breath. And we're going to let them out. Okay. Here's the thing. It's not going to happen the way you want it to. Always. It might. It won't happen the way you expect it to. A lot of the time. I also speaking from my own experience, clearly, where I might be a bit salty, but I don't like to see it as salty, okay? Because a lot of this is based on luck entirely, okay? And a lot of it. Okay, so that's something very important to remember when you're trying to traverse the landscape of creative creative endeavors and business. You have to be doing it not for the reasons of what's going to work and here's how I'm going to make it, you know, here's how I'm going to find a niche. That is true. You do have to find a niche, I think. That's part of it. Part of the multivariate, very complicated multivariate equation of, of making it, but is that how you should approach it? Probably not. Approach it in, I'm just going to do it all the time, and I'm going to do it for fun, and then eventually that thing will come out naturally. Okay? I've had it happen on a microcosm a handful of times for myself, and I can tell that's the way that it will happen in the end in the bigger scale that I dream of. Okay, and this is kind of a nice practice for me going circling back around um, is that this podcast, I just enjoy it. Okay, and that's that's I'm happy with that right now. I used to say, well, what's the concept? How is it feasible? What is the risk and reward equation? Who's involved? Do we have a pitch package? Are we going to get people on board? Do we have money behind it? Where do we get the money? Look into grants. Look into some grants. Get back to me. I'm not paying you, so you won't? Okay, fine. Okay, fine. I'll do it. Fine. Okay, here's the deal. I was just sitting around today, okay? 
And if any of you have depression, I want to talk about that real quick with you, okay, for a minute. Because I've never had it before, and I'm getting it. And I think it's really important for people to know that the feeling of having depression or going through a phase, because that's another thing I, th- I think a lot of people assume with depression, is that you, you have it um, or you don't, or you're somebody who has it or suffers from it or is prone to it or you don't. But I have never dealt with it before until I was probably about 23 or 24. I'm 25 now. And I've had a nasty handful of bouts of it in the last few couple years. And it is a very real thing. And I think a lot of people maybe uh, maybe roll their eyes a little bit at people who say they have it or you can't tell if somebody's just saying it for like virtue signaling or whatever you might call it. But it's a real thing and it sucks. And um, I really think that my case of it, which I can only speak to, has a lot to do with things being together or not in my life right now. It's something that uh, it's something that I think is important to acknowledge can uh, be pinpointed from the source of what's happening and where it's coming from. And I think that, you know, and I'm not, really, I'm not just saying it's based on my own experience. I've done some reading and I've listened to some talks about it. And, uh, and I think it does have a lot to do with the point in your life you're at and how much stuff you have in order. And if you feel in control and, or if you feel like you have um, a community around you. And I'm not going to speak on what I don't feel like getting into what I feel like maybe contributing to mine, but I think a lot of it has to do with uh, with that, with not quite knowing what to do about certain things that aren't fitting into my life the way that I expect them to, or I had expected to have them at this point in my life. And if you're listening to this as somebody who maybe feels this way, you know, it could be something that you can pinpoint is what I'm trying to say. It could be something that you could analyze and say, okay, well, maybe uh, with time and with effort, I can actually take some control over this way I'm feeling as much as it feels like you don't have that control. And I hope that you do. Okay, that's all I'll say. You know, it could be based on a relationship or uh, a certain perspective uh, that's plaguing you or lack thereof. Um, It could be an individual. It could be multiple individuals. It could be family issues. It could be, um, yeah, like career anxiety, right? And anxiety and depression go hand in hand. So, Take a look at yourself and don't confront yourself so hard. Uh, Taking a look at yourself sounds so much like take a look at yourself in the mirror and figure your shit out. 
but it's more like take a look at what's going on in your life and maybe 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 you'll find something that actually kind of works you towards a, a solution if that's the way you're so inclined otherwise just wallow in it baby and it'll pass or it won't i know it's scary Okay, Kanye West, okay? Kanye West will not drop his motherfucking album. And it's making me mad. And you know what happened? Is he was he said he'd do it, and then he didn't on July 23rd, and I and you know what? He got me on that one. I didn't expect that for some reason, and I went, "Oh, I should have known. He's going to fucking extend it." And they said all the way till August 5th or 6th, I forget. And then it came, and I was fucking unfazed. I was like, I had no interest in listening to Kanye West go on about him fucking dropping his album anymore because I'm tired of it, and I think it's actually bullshit. And listen, I'm not an idiot. I get it. I'm an artist too. If it's not right, and it's such a project, it's a project that's very close to him, and I heard that his big first listening party didn't have a great response, or so he thinks probably was in his head, because he's Kanye West, how could, what, the, the crowd wasn't a thousand decibels, it was only at, you know, a fucking million, everyone was there fucking losing it, you were on like a zip line, bro, of course it's bomb, and people were coming out of the... He's just like, he's a person too. That's important to remember. And, you know, people don't like him. And I don't even know if I like him. I don't know him. But it seems like I probably wouldn't like him. But I like his music. I like his fucking music. I'm one of those guys who makes that argument. But fuck you. There's a reason why a lot of us do. Because it's a valid argument. Okay? Kill me. All right? Fucking come kill me. Do it. Do it. Fucking do it. Do it. This is you with a fucking rifle to my forehead. Do it. Do it. I would be one of those motherfuckers if you came at me for that. If you came at me with a fucking rifle, I don't know why you'd have a rifle, you psycho, but if you had a rifle, I'd fucking go, go. On my knees. Fucking go. Do it. I'm not scared. I ain't no, I ain't no pussy. I'm not a pussy. Kanye Wish needs to drop his album. Kanye West came in with a brand new album, said he dropped it on the Agus 6, didn't, but ziplined through a crowd instead. Kanye West brand new. Kanye West brand new album based on his mother's name. Damn it. It's a fantastic concept for an album. 24 tracks with a bunch of new players, Lil Baby and Da Baby and all the babies. Baby Keem. Love Baby Keem. Very excited for that album. We'll see what happens. I don't know what the fuck else I want to say about it. He keeps wearing full face masks, covering his whole entire head, and he's doing whatever the fuck he wants to do, and including telling everyone he's going to drop his album, and fucking, oh, it must make Drake so mad that he did that too. Oh my god, Drake's been trying to drop his record for so long, and he was smart not to drop it in January, because that would have been stupid, because it was the heat of the COVID winter and everybody would have associated it with depressing shit. And he, instead, he said, oh, I'm going to wait, y'all. <laughs> and I'm going to wait till till summer. And then right when he's like, 
It'll be by the end of summer. He, he let his guard down, and Kanye heard that and went, I'm going to drop. And now look what he's doing. He's like, I'm going to drop in July. Wait, but I, ah, fuck, I said it too quick. I'm not ready. It'll come in August. Now all the attention is on that dude dropping his album. Now he has the summer by the balls. It's kind of genius, but it's really fucking cutthroat and rude. I don't know if you look at it that way, but that's what's happening. That is, in fact, what's happening. That is the fact of what is happening. He knows. He's pushing up on the, on the GOAT's uh, release date. Okay. He knows what he's doing. Regardless, gotta say, man, I'm more excited for Drake because I will always be number one for him. But I'm, 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 very, I'm very, very excited for this Kanye album. And we will see what happens with it, okay? And if you're sitting there going, oh, he likes Kanye West, then you're my mom because she says that. Then you're just my mom. And I say mom only because I'm on a podcast. I always say mom. Always. And I say mom. I say mom because I say fucking because my grandmother's British. Okay? And I say mom. And my mom has always said say mom. And my dad says say tomato. And I say no. And he says say tomato. It's tomato. And I'm like, no, you have a Scottish grandma. You have a Scottish mother, so you say, but I'm not. That's where it ends. He says Tomato. And I go, no, father, it is tomato. And he goes, tomato, my son, tomato, tomato, to my little nine-month-old face, tomato. My mom's like, stop saying that. Ah, he will say tomato. If it is the last thing I do, he is the last of my blood. And who knows? He may follow comedy and never get a girlfriend and therefore no offspring. So I must at least leave it to him to start a podcast and teach people to say tomato instead of tomato. That's what he said to me that day. And now I come to you. I'm so sorry, Father, but I tell you to say tomato. I tell you to say tomato. This is how everyone talks in every show. I know, and I know. I just can't do it. In every CTV show, this is how they talk, and they say things like this when they have an intense thought, and I know. And they leave a big pause. As if in any conversation, people will ever let somebody take that long of a pause between thoughts. So I, I, you know, I, I, I try and I try and I love you, but okay, but I, I can't. Okay, I can't. Why? Why not? Because of mom. Is that it? Because of mom. It's mom. It's mom, Beth. It's mom. Okay, and I know, and I don't. And yes, and no. And I know. So that's how we're going to do it. We're all going to whisper kind of slightly. We're going to whisper a little bit like that. Because we're film actors and we're not on the stage. We're overcompensating. Just because the camera mic is right here. Just because the mic is right fucking here. 
doesn't mean we have to talk like this in our own kitchen. What? Sorry, what are you saying? I know, Beth. It's not the way she would have wanted it. Sorry, what? I can't hear you. I'm like across the room. Do you want me to come? I'll come closer to you. No. Beth, stay there. Okay, it's just not ready. She's just not ready. She was not ready for what? Sorry, what? I can't hear you. Use your uh, use your inside voice. I was about to say use your outside voice, but use your in. That's whispering. Use your inside voice properly. That is literally how everyone talks in every TV show. If you're sitting there and you're not really paying attention to a show, the cadence is just always going to be. Okay, I was in love with her. You didn't have to mean to do like that. Okay, because we were going. I know. All right, good night. And you know what's another thing that happens in TV shows? Everyone who's divorced has the fucking healthiest relationship, and that's fucking always made me so mad. Oh, because it's so not true. I just watched that show, Mayor of Easttown, and they like live across the street from each other, and he comes over and he goes, Hey, I uh, I came by. The shingles look great. She's like, Thanks. What are you doing here? He's like, just came by to say hi to Emily. Hey, hi, sweetie. How's she been? You know, getting good grades. Just the way we hoped she'd be. He's like, that's great. You look good. He stands up, so now he's at her eye line. You look good. I, uh, I wanted to say I'm sorry. Michael, if this is about, no, it's not. Okay, I love you. You wouldn't say that. <laughs> you don't go that far. Back to the woman. I'm in like a... Can you hurry this up, please? I'm, I'm in a cardigan. I'm in a cardigan right now. Can you hurry this up, please? I'm in a cardigan. My cardigan is... This little flappy... Little flappy wrist wizard sleeps on it and I'm cold and half asleep for some reason even though the kids are up what can I do for you my st the stepdad is right in there and he somehow doesn't mind that you live across the street and you're coming up to me and healthily talking business what what can I do for you no bro it's not how it goes in my family it was very different I'll tell you that much it was in the car and then I would, I'm going to go to the car now to go to dad's place. Okay, I'm going to hide. Okay. Get into the car. <laughs> How <are> things? <laughs> now that we're the fuck out of there. <laughs> Man. Anyway. Hey, writers. Write it realistically. I'm sure there are great divorces out there. I'm sure there are some smack banging awesome divorces out there where everybody's getting along hunky hunky dory but uh you know can we get some representation please can we get some rep representation up in this biouch hey no you can't okay <laughs> it's just not 
It's not the way it is. Okay. Fucking hell. Let's go. Let's go. The brain is racing. I don't know if you guys know this, but I have a... Uh, my grandfather was very famous at some at a certain point. And his name is Frank Mills. And he played one of the songs that played on the ice cream truck. Or sorry, he wrote it. And he made a living off of making music. So, you know, when I'm going on about creativity and drive and all these things, it's not just me and my dumb 25-year-old brain going, this is how you do it. For my five years of trying this, really genuinely trying, this is how it's done. I also grew up in an environment where uh, a lot of the uh, wealth my family had came from songs, which is really cool. And uh, I get to sit, I have the luxury of sitting with, with my grandfather and talking about that kind of stuff with him when I can see him. And I get to call him whenever I need to, and he's the best about that. And he'll take my calls and we'll talk about creativity and the struggle of it and the ups and downs, the great stuff involved and the fun of it and the, you know, the struggle of it and the fun of it and the struggle of it and the struggle of it. Um, I remember he had, he lived in, uh, in Montreal and he would go out and live in this tiny little, uh, what they called it, it was an A, well, it was an A-frame that he had built out in the woods in, uh, Trombla, on like Trombla, no, north side. And he was part of the board and he would help like make decisions for the, for the lake. Okay. And he would bring my mom and her sister up there and my grandmother, you know, and, uh, yeah, and he had no money, they had really no money. And I, and he actually, my grandmother was like his kind of his assist his like manager towards uh, at a certain point, as I understand it. And then, yeah. And then eventually here's what happened. He got a, uh, he got some money from the bank. He, he took out a loan and he took out, I think it was five grand to make his own album. And he just did it on his own and he made his first record and one of the songs off of that record made $50,000 back when music made you money and there was no Spotify bullshit going on. And then he uh, paid back the $7,000 of the $5,000 and then made his next record with the remaining 43. And then there was another hit on that that made him a million dollars. So keep going. And meanwhile, by the way, he was doing this with a family. He did that with kids and my grandmother, you know, and with the kids wondering what the fuck is going on. We live in the in this A-frame. And you're playing, like, how are you going to do this, playing piano? And he was like, I ask myself that every day, God damn it! Can I get out of here while I'm working? I can only imagine. So anyway, um, that's an interesting inspirational story that I've always been able to cling on to um, whenever anything looks bleak for me. It's really important just to keep going and, and keep, uh, you know, and something will stick. He always said he didn't know that would be the song that hit. You know, he just made a record and then one of the songs hit. It's not like he went, this is the, this is the one. Oftentimes you hear that it's like the song with music. It's like the 
band or the artist just doesn't even doesn't even know what the hit will be i once heard like a kings of leon interview and the lead singer guy was like "Ah, i hated that that one song was the hit because now i have to sing that it's like a really he's like screaming in it he's like that's the one i have to tour with now i'm gonna have to sing that song and i'm gonna get notes i'm gonna get vocal notes and he said it like it was out of his hands he's like yeah that was the hit it turned out fuck which we all hope that we'll get to the point all of us artists will hope that we get to the point where we can actually be frustrated about the hit we get my mom had a really interesting upbringing in a bad way sometimes uh, I, would, I would imagine because she was moving around a lot and she had to make a lot of new friends all the time she was always a new kid in her school and she always and she's so funny and it was probably a lot of it had to do with her being um having to like learn to make friends all the time right and her mom i mean her mom is very is like the most amazing woman in the world and she i look up she's my grandmother and i look up to her insanely and she's the one who brings me all my philosophy in life and is very deep thinker and a very honest thinker and conversationalist and but she is very different from my mom in the way that my mom is crude and swears and is very like what the and sees like the comedy and everything and is kind of like what the whatever fucking like oh i'm so sure that this fucking happened and my grandmother's a bit more like well darling have you seen i would say that that's probably oh that's right you know she's not saying she's not funny but she has a very different demeanor and i i always as a kid i was like how mainly as a kid because of the accent difference but i would always be like how are that how is that mom so like who mom is to me that is to mom but she's like doing like going that hello there british like that i was like and then she's not saying f word my mom says f word and she doesn't say f word anyway now my mom is hilarious one time one time Oh my God, this is my favorite story about my mom. And I will start including more stories about my mom in these podcasts because she has so many fucking funny stories where she fucked up. And one of them, she was in, okay, so she was, she doesn't like being seen by other people other than her close family when she doesn't have like her clothing of the day. You know, if she's like, in her jammies and her hair is just like you know bedhead or whatever she like can't it's like this anxiety she has she like cannot be seen on camera or anything or in front of people she's like i gotta be in control of what my i gotta get my shit together before i can be seen in public which you know i get because i'm her son i totally understand but i've grown up with that anyway so we were at my old house okay and there's a straight shot First, the fucking layout. You have to understand the layout of this house, okay? So you come in through the front door, and there's a straight hallway to the kitchen, and then you hit a bar, and then there's like a granite bar kind of where you have two bar stools, and there's an overhang for your knees to stick in, okay, on the other side. And then over that bar, obviously, is the living room, so you can kind of like look in through, you know, there's like a big square of space but you can't go past the bar you have to kind of go around it in the living room but basically there's a thing there and then there's like a divider here where it's like a big you know part chunk of wall before the doorway in the living room 
but there's this big hallway that goes directly through the kitchen, right? Up to this bar. So my mom is on the other side of that bar and she hears a knock at the door and it turns out it is my little brother's friend's mother, okay? And she is dropping him off for a play date or uh, from a play date, okay? So my brother's being dropped off from having been over for a sleepover, hence why my mom's in her jammies because it's the morning after the sleepover, remembering it, good. So she comes to the door and my mom goes, oh my God, oh my God, it's, I'm gonna call her Maria. It's Maria, oh my God, she's at the door. What do I do? What do I do? Obviously the front door, if you're walking, walking through that hallway I was telling you about, the stairs to upstairs is right next to the door. So if she's running up that door, there's a window in the door and she'll see her and be like, why is Nancy running up the door, running up the stairs? She should be coming to say hi. So <laughs> my mom's in the way in the living room and she's in her SpongeBob pajamas and she's like, okay, I'm in my SpongeBob pajamas. I swear to God, go answer the door. Just say thank you for having him and and then bring Ainge inside and then just Maria will go and whatever. Just fucking just deal with it. Deal with it. And I'll stay here. And she pinned herself against kind of like against the wall part, like where the bar's here and this is the wall. And she's like kind of staying there, just like hiding, which is so dumb. And then Maria comes, opens the door and goes, Oh my God, I haven't been here since the renovations. And my little brother's like, yeah, anyway. Or I think it was me dealing with it because my little brother was being dropped off. So I was like, yeah, thanks. Anyway, so yeah, anyways, big renovations anyway. And I think I was like 12. And then she was just like, no, can I, can I come in for a second and check it out? And I was just like, I guess. And then she walks all the way down that hallway. I was telling you about, oh my God. This is awesome. The kitchen too. <gasps> the kitchen is beautiful. And then I'm like biting my fucking nails. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're all, the, we're all done with the kitchen now. So it was a long haul. And then she goes, oh my God, do you mind if I, like the living room, did you extend the ceilings? And she leans over the bar. And by now, which I found out later, my mom had gone from behind that wall and crawled underneath the overhang of the bar to get herself into more, even deeper doo-doo. And so now she's in a ball under that bar right there, but it's only enough for your knees, so it's not gonna cover a whole person, even though my mom's tiny. But she couldn't fully, she was like in a ball under the thing. And then this, and then she goes, wow, look. Anyway, um, that's great. Well, congrats, guys, on the reno. Um, I'm gonna... It's good, yeah. Well, then we had so much fun with you, Ainge. You're always such a good guest. Bye. <laughs> Closes the door. My mom comes out. What the fuck? What happened? What happened? No. And we're like, Mom, you don't know? And she's like, what? I'm good. I'm good. Did she not... We're like, Mom, she, she like le leaned over the bar and she looked down. She was like, no, 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 don't say that. I was like, Mom, yes. She fucking looked over and you were in a fucking... In a ball on the... You're in the fetal position. No, 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 she didn't. No, she didn't. No, she didn't. She just came into the kitchen. No, yeah, she very much did. She leaned right the fuck over and probably saw you. She's like, no. And then she started bawling. <laughs> and I was just, <laughs> we were all laughing so hard, even though she was crying because we knew it was, it's such a big deal though, but we knew it wasn't that serious. Oh my God. And she was totally bawling, but half laughing at the same time. And it was one of the best memories of my whole entire life. <laughs> oh God.
she puts herself in, in these Larry David situations, and then it, and then when it doesn't work out the way she had risked it, it's so funny. Even though that's not even her fault. I mean, yeah, don't put yourself in that position to start, but if it gets to the point where she's coming through, like you know, what are the odds? But also, just don't put yourself in that position to start with. God, that made me laugh so hard. Okay, so I was talking to somebody the other day, and you're going to hate this because this is so controversial if you're religious, but you know what I realized is that religions are just really successful cults, okay? And I'm not saying there's no, there's no magic or, you know, I'm not trying to make a claim, an atheist claim, okay? I'm just saying whether there was any magic involved, religions are just very, very successful cults. Where a long time ago, if you think about it, okay, some like somebody came to somebody and said, "Hey, so there's this group of people, okay, and they're saying this this uh, they got all this these list of stories, and there's a guy named Yahweh. I'm talking First Testament here, and there's this guy named Yahweh, and he fucking you know, he did he's he's in charge of shit, and he's up there, and they're like, what? No, no, yeah, it's not, yeah." And there's this guy named Noah, okay? And there's, these, there's this guy named uh, Cain, this guy named Abel, and they beat the shit out of you. I, anyway, I can't even explain it. There's this crazy story that they have. Okay, what is this? What? 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 I'm trying to fucking, I'm trying to fuck my goat. Okay, just come with me. Come with me, okay? This will help you get over the goat thing. I promise you. I've been wanting to get over the goat thing. Good, yes. I've been wanting you to as well because it's fucking weird. Every time I come over, you're fucking the goat and your kids are fucking the goats. Okay, so you, this has to stop. You have to find Yahweh, and this is what I'm telling you right now. Okay, go ahead. And then you go, and they've got the Bible, which, however you want to splice it, is one of the most fantastic. I mean, I haven't read it, but I've analyzed it in English class. And it is known as one of the most fascinating and successful stories ever written and ever told. So you have to understand that, especially way back then, because nowadays we have like the Maze Runner and shit, which of course is going to eclipse the Bible. Now they just throw Bibles in hotel rooms and shit. Nobody gives a fuck about the Bible anymore. But back then, dude, the fact that it's still around, dude, Stephen King ain't got nothing on the Bible, yo. <laughs> the worst take of all time. <laughs> I know this is like the worst take on religion ever. Hey, listen to my podcast, yo. But straight up, it's a positive thing, okay? Because like if you were to go to the temple that they were all talking about and then they've got the Bible as like their base, the basis of what they believe in and you read it, I would imagine, because I haven't read it yet, that you're probably going, okay, this is this. I was skeptical at first when I was needy, when I was fucking... And I was balls deep in that goat. But now I think I don't want to fuck goats anymore because Yahweh's watching. And, you know, and I'm born again. I guess I'm the first person saying that ever. I'm born again. Jewish. And then the Second Testament. The New Testament, I should say. The Bible, too. You thought the Bible number one was dope? No, you didn't even realize the Bible too. We need a new name for it, actually, because it's just a little bit too it's sensational, uh, sensationalized. The New Testament. 
Choo choo choo. Meow 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 meow. There's a guy named Jesus now. He gets a little bit crazy. Ah, get me down from this thing. Oh, put him in the put him in the cave. We don't believe in what he's doing. Come on, don't leave me in here, guys. Come on, guys. He'll regret it. Come on, come and get him again. Where the fuck did he go? Oh no, he was like God. We should have known. Dude, y'all talk about Trek 2 being the best sequel? That's all I gotta say, bro. Anyway, all I'm saying, some cults use like old, like old, like really philosophical and somehow really manipulative and enticing people in a robe sitting in a room with a big beard, like sit. And that's like their big uh, you know star power i could say <laughs> but they had the bible bro no wonder people are still dying for that shit these days that shit was so powerful it's killed millions and millions and millions of people over thousands of years that's what i want to do bro i want to write a story that's that fucking good there's going to be a movie i make one day that everyone's going to wait 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 have you seen that movie yeah I can only be the one who's ever seen it. Stand guard. Unguard, rather, I should say. And they're going to fucking kill each other over being the only person who can see my movie. And I'm going to have everybody kill each other because my shit is so dope. And I'll be just like that group of monks. That was the most successful writer's room in the world. <laughs> There it is, religion, successful cults. That's the reality of the situation, folks. And you heard it here on Star Power Episode 3. Hit a like, hit me with a like, hit me with a subscribe, okay? And and a comment, because that puts me into the fucking algorithm, and you know that's how it works. I know that's how it works. Your mama knows how that works. We got a little controversial here. Yo, daddy knows how that works. So slam that subscribe button and slam that like button and hit me with a comment, folks. Don't be scared. I'm nice. I put a little heart on all those shits until hopefully the point where it gets so overwhelming with how many comments I have that I can't possibly. But I will always look at them. I always read those comments, motherfucker, because there's only like two of them. Of course I do. Self-deprecation, but fuck it. Whatever, yo. We're grinding. We're working towards it. We're having fun doing it. Okay. I had a little bit of a slow start today. A little bit of a slow start, but we're getting into it, bro, because the cider is hitting nice. The cider's hitting nice. Yeah. Yo, if you were the type of person who fucking hung out with your neighbors as a kid, fuck you. If you were one of those people who hung out with your neighbors when you were younger, fuck you. Because you're sus. And you know what the neighbors were doing? Who you were hanging out with? Being people who hang out with their neighbors, too. Because you were the neighbor. So fuck them, too. Easy for me. Because all of those people are fucking whack. I'm playing some uh, street hockey with my neighbor. My neighbor. My neighbor. I'm trying to. Neighbor Ty. My neighbor Ty. Go with the improv. I'm going to play with my neighbor Ty. 
dude, were neighbors just placed there as NPCs and they're not really... I feel like every person who is a neighbor was just a neighbor for nine-year-olds as a nine-year-old for that time. And once that nine-year-old moved, like in Toy Story 2 or 3, then they just went... And just like yeeted out of the simulation. Because people who hang out with their neighbors, in conclusion, are sus. Until you hit a certain age. And then, that's healthy. But get friends from school. Yo, if you were hanging out with your neighbors, it's because you didn't have enough friends at school, yo. And you were pulling out of the fucking bargain bin. And you were pulling out of that. You were making... Bro, don't even get me started with people hanging out with their neighbors. Even though I was one of those people. Boom, newsflash. I did it too. I used to play the Lord of the Rings PS2 game at my neighbor's place because his house was bomb and he was actually really chill. And his brother was super chill and his parents were super dope. And like, post, like, they used to be hippies, I can tell now. Now when I look back, I'm like, total, like, total hippies. Fun, loving people always heard their mother playing piano from my house, which was so charming. I used to play ball hockey with them all the time. I just I just shit on myself, bro, because I hung out with my neighbors. But there were these kids also who would hang out with their neighbors like so much. I had this one kid, this one friend who had a neighbor who couldn't catch a basketball. And it was just, we were like 12. No, we were like, no, we were like 13, 14. And this kid didn't know how to catch a basketball because all he did was play video games in his basement. And at the time, I was as baffled as I am now. It wasn't like it was like a, that That was a 2000s kid thing. 90s kids. Video games. They were new. We didn't know how to deal. No, we were like, what? Stop. I'm like, catch it. It's hitting my chest. I know it's just hitting your chest. Catch it. I have my... <laughs> ah you fucking loser that was the only time when i would bully because like sometimes dude some kids are just like uh you gotta defend yourself yo in the bully realm or you're gonna get bullied yo you gotta know how to catch i'm kidding i wasn't mean to him because i'm so against bullying but i was so close to being mean really mean to that guy that was the closest i've ever been to breaking my bullying thing Fucking weird. And he had like a fucking mushroom cut, bro. It was uneven. It was like a bowl cut. It was uneven. All right, guys. I think that's it. Thanks so much for tuning into the podcast. Episode three of Star Power is officially complete. Thank you for joining me. If you vibed with anything I said today, man, it got a little real there for a second, and then it got a little goofy there for a second, and then maybe got a little dragged on a little there for a second, but you know what? Some days, that's just the way it's going to be. And if you like that better, then fucking you win today, and the other guy loses. So fucking that's the way the world works. Yeah, baby. Give me a thumbs up. Give me a comment. Give me a subscribe. Because we are going in. The sound of a dancer if you mic them up and there was no music. <laughs> One quick thing. Oh, it's so annoying how dancers smile and do this when they're dancing.
can we stop having dancers smile when they're dancing? Do only genuine things when you're doing your art. Only genuine. If you're smiling at me like this while you're doing your turns and spinning while keeping your eye, all I know is what you're doing, your face should be like, because it's so fucking intense and hard. So don't pretend that it's like, I feel like that era is over. It's all about authenticity these days. And if you're going to fucking dance, make it look like you're fucking concentrating on it. Okay, I know I was saying bye, but I thought of that and I needed to say it. Don't smile when you dance. Unless you're actually really, really happy that day. Genuine authenticity. Let's go. Comment, rate, and subscribe. And I will catch you on the flip.